Hello, everyone. This is Rob Wood. Together with my co-founder, Frank Demizio, you are listening to the Soft Side of Cyber podcast. We are on a mission to help everybody in cybersecurity, whether you're a CISO, a pen tester, a SOC analyst, or just getting into the field, to use, leverage, and develop the non-technical and soft skills you need to be a more effective and impactful cybersecurity professional. Whether that's communication, teamwork, critical thinking, self-care, or strategic planning, it doesn't matter because soft skills are absolutely essential to you doing good work in this field. Now, if you're ready to listen to the Soft Side of Cyber podcast, let's go. All right. What is going on, sir? Here we are, man. Back at it. Back at it. So... Today, there has been a lot of craziness going on in the news. You got vulnerabilities, you got breaches. Seems like they're just they're all over the place. And I feel like over the last couple of years, we've had, it is overwhelming. <laughs> that is true. Um, love your CISOs, everyone. Um, give your CISOs a hug. So over the last few years, we've had everything from Heartbleed to Solar Winds to Log4j to like there is no end to these zero days of these massive like supply chain risk incidents that are just popping up and in, in, in your face. So so today we're going to talk about how to effectively communicate and engage with your team when those sort of things happen and you're in the midst of your response and all that stuff. Yeah, it's so important, right? It's so important to be able to to, to talk through yeah. all these technical things. Um, and so like the, the first thing that comes to mind for me is communicating upwards to, you know, assuming the, the CISO is, is going to be, um, you know, one of the, uh, one of the top, top tier technical folks, the CIO. But now when you're talking about non-tech executives, CEO, board members, yep. uh, what do you think, how do you think you, you go about communicating all this complexity, all this technical stuff in a way that's, you know, that's consumable for, you know, people that, that came to do a different mission, right? They're, they're not here to, to, to be IT folks. Right. So <clears throat> I think the, the first thing, and this is probably, I don't know if it's the most important thing, but it's really important, is going into these things with a measure of calm. Because if you're freaking out, they're going to freak out. And, and you don't want everyone freaking out and, and upset and stressful because all the things are already stressful in that situation. And so like, keep your, your poise, keep your, your, your calm. And, you know, if that means you need to, you know, roll around on the floor and, and yell or something like 30 seconds before you dial in your meeting, like whatever you do, get it out of your system and go into your meetings calm and, and controlled. And then from there, I think like everyone else, whether it's CFO or legal counsel or CEO or board of directors, like they're, they're all there, you know, focused on the organization strategy mission from their purview, from their lens. And I think like, you've really got to relate what the issue is, like explain it like you would, if you're explaining it to a a five or six year old with non-technical language, but keep it all focused on the mission. You know, this thing is important to, you know, the solar winds or Ryan breach. 
this thing is important to us. Like there was a supplier and their software was breached. We have that software inside of our environment. And because of that, these are the kind of things that are at risk. Like our customer data is at risk of exposure. Our um, the integrity of our systems is at risk of ex- at, at risk. Like whatever it happens to be, you know, keep it focused on the mission and use like very non-technical language to explain it. Like throw all the jargon away that you probably got from your team. Yeah, I, I think you know, eliminating that that technical layer of jargon is so so important. You know, because Folks don't need to know, they need to know, can we remediate or can we not remediate? They don't need to know how we're going to do it, right? Yep. They, you know, it may be, maybe we don't even know at that point if we can remediate, but we, we have strategies that we can try. And so, you know, abstract that as far up as you can go. Like, you know, we have, you know, speaking percentages, right? We have 50% confidence that this mitigation strategy is going to work. Right. And, like and, and yeah. And, and then, and then move out from there uh, because like, uh, you know, kind of doubling down on what you said, we, these are conceivably highly intelligent folks that are really good at being a CFO or, you know, being a COO or a CEO. And we need them to concentrate on the things that matter from their view of the organization. And so we need to talk in, 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 we need to give them the pieces that, that are under our purview yeah. in a way, you know, on a silver platter, right? So here's what it means to you. Here's what all this risk, here's what all this techno stuff, here's what it all means to you yeah. as to you. Well, the financial leader of our organization or the HR leader of our organization. Yeah. Um, and, and because, you know, we, we just don't, why would we try and make cybersecurity experts out of these people? That's, that's not why they're here. Um, and you know, and then if they could do it, I guess we, we'd be able to go home, <laughs> right? We'd be able to, you know, peace out and, and, and find something else to do, you know, watch reruns of, uh, the Flintstones or something, but past that, right? Like, you know, we're here f- for this sp- specific reason to, to be that, that translator, uh, of, you know, technical vulnerabilities into organizational risk. Yeah. Well, and, so and I'll say, like, I think you need to you need to exercise that muscle, right? Uh, for a lot of people, a lot of us, it doesn't really come uh, come naturally, and so you really need to, it, it, like, you know, the first when you know when when the building is on fire is not when you should figure out how to work a hose, right? Like. And so, like, you know, it, it, it's really kind of something that, that needs to be practiced. Yeah, I think because your your messaging, you're, I, I think you're exactly right. Your messaging is going to change if you're talking to your incident response team, your, your cyber threat intelligence team, or an executive. At least it should change. Those are very different audiences. So, so like, building on that, how... Like, how does emotional intelligence, you know, we've got all this like IQ, hard skills stuff. How does emotional intelligence factor into having those conversations with the CFO, the OGC, the HR director, you know, it, like all of those types of senior leaders? Well, I, yeah, I think, you know, understanding, like being able to understand what what their purview is um, and then... Um, 
and then and then being being available to um to bring to bear the the parts of the organization like the security team to support what that is right because it can't be and it shouldn't be you know the CISO and and the CFO <laughs> working through this right like it, it, it so it needs to kind of emanate from the rest of the organization and and so having the uh, having the understanding of at, ahead of time again you know I know I talk about that a lot but having the understanding ahead of time of you know how does it how does it affect you know the widgets coming across the the, the assembly line right you know and 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 this specific piece of um, of, of this specific vulnerability in, in a specific piece of software um, you know how does it affect them and then and then understanding people right because you know you said you said it great right like you can't show up and freak out even though you may be freaking out inside you can't you can't show up that way but and but you may know and, and so like you know the the other folks, the other, you know, C-suite folks, the CIO, hopefully not, right? <laughs> they, they may be prone to freak out. And so especially if you're you're the owner, think of yourself, if you're the owner of an organization and you've just been told that, well, you know, we need, we need to shut down production for an unknown amount of time, right? This is, this is your thing. So you, you need to be able to, to, to deal with that. The, you know, to exude enough confidence that people feel like you got it. Right. Um, right. And I think and, empathizing with like their position too. Like, well, yeah, you know, like, cause you might not be responsible as the cybersecurity person or the team or the CISO for, you know, the dollars that are coming out of uptime or, or, you know, an assembly line or manufacturing or, or retail stores being online or payment processing being, you know, whatever it is, like you might not be responsible for that, but somebody is. And if they're going to take a major hit on account of this, like kind of seeing where they're coming from, if they push back, you know, you've got to be able to, to deal with that conversation. Um, and and it, it, it's entirely possible that you might end up finding yourself in a situation where the the cure is worse than the uh, um, than the problem in the first place, and and so you might have to find yourself getting creative about the way that you deal with your remediation strategy. Like I've I've worked with a number of security people throughout my career where where they they resort to really quickly this this mindset of like, you just stop everything. Like, you know, when something happens in the security space, like it is the most important thing. And like, if you're talking about bringing down or, or staying offline for multiple days, you know, a, 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 a part of your organization that's, that's key. You know, you see this in like hospitals and stuff, for example, like that's, that's a, that's a matter of patient safety. Um, you know, it's, it might be a different thing for, um, for retail, for example, but even in retail, like they've got razor thin margins. And so being offline for a few days, that might be totally unacceptable to, to go in the red, but, you know, so that might prompt you into a state of like revisiting your assumptions 
empathizing where they're coming from and finding middle ground. Yeah. And, you know, and, and also I think you should be cognizant. We should be cognizant of throwing, throwing people under the bus, right? So this came from somewhere, whether it was, and so whether the CISO lives in the CIO's organization or outside the CIO's organization, so it came from, it, you know, things come from somewhere, right? You know, and so we're talking specifically about, about zero days, you know, in, in this conversation, but I think it extends out to, you know, maybe somebody clicked the link. Or, and so it's important, to, yeah, to bring it back to, and to understand, well, you know, the, maybe somebody, we keep picking on the CFO. I'm, I don't know why I keep picking on the CFO, but so maybe somebody in the financial organization needed this piece of software, right? They had to have it. It was, you know, the, the greatest thing since, uh, since sliced bread. And, and, and now here we all are afraid that our, our organization, our company may not be around, right? We have to be, I mean, it takes some, some understanding, emotional intelligence to be able to, to like that, that part of the organization is feeling stress, right? Like that is, that is the hardcore stress. And so, you know, I think it's important to understand those folks, what that, you know, what, what, what they're doing, how that's going on. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and, and be able to, to deal with that in a tactful way. That's, that's productive and, and not, you know, finger pointing. Yeah. I, that makes me think about the like when when you're going through the the the, the, the learning process after the fact, and you've got you know you're doing retrospective, you're doing post mortem, and all, all of that. Like uh, Atlassian put out a a beautiful like blameless post mortem template a while ago, and you know, following or subscribing to that sort of model of learning after the fact. Even like in the middle of it, it's it's important to not point fingers. But after the fact, too, it it's really easy to kind of slip back into that pattern of you know this happened because Joey's team over there didn't didn't patch their stuff or they weren't on it. They didn't you know configure things like we told it. You know they didn't listen, and you know that's that's not gonna that's not gonna build long term relationships. No, nope, got to do better. Yeah. So so wrapping this up. One piece of advice, like practical piece of advice for anyone who might be dealing with this shenanigans today. Think about it ahead of time. Practice, practice, you know, and, and so practice um, talking through technical things in a way that, that, that folks can understand. And you could write it down. Um, you could probably, you know, use some, some, uh, some chat GPT, Google Bard to, to, to help you out. But like, I, you know, like I mentioned before, I think like you can't learn how to use the hose while the building's on fire. You have to be able to, you have to have some skill and it, you know, it's, it's not going to be the same. We have to have some skill to, uh, to, to call back on while this is happening. Yeah, I think the the one thing that I'm I'm gonna throw out there, and we didn't we didn't get a chance to to touch on this exactly, but I think it it goes into just good communication skills is like because things are heightened and they're stressful and they're crazy during these times, like when you commit to something, whether it's a timeline or a cadence of updates or whatever, just like sticking to it, 
and like, you know, apply all these other principles, but be consistent and thorough and, and, and all of that in your, in your communications and just work yeah, properly. I love it. I mean, that's, yeah, yours is better. That's <laughs> you say I, that updates coming at five o'clock, click send on four fifty nine. Absolutely. I love that. I think I stole that from you actually. So <laughs> well, that's probably why it resonates. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Um, all right. Well, so thank you so much for everyone for dialing in and uh, and listening in, watching, you know, however it is you're consuming this. So uh, this is the Soft Side of Cyber Podcast. If you like this kind of thing, if you're if you're finding it resonates with the challenges that you're dealing with at work, check out the softsideofcyber.com or softsideofcyber, no the, dot com. We've got a ton of articles on on that site about all manner of things, whether it's it's upping your emotional intelligence, applying creativity in your role, building a diverse culture, you know, whatever it is. And and make sure you subscribe there. Uh, and and so other people can find this podcast and and get this ben- get these benefits themselves. Make sure that you like, comment, all of that stuff. We really appreciate it. That helps increase the reach. And so that is our our ask of you. So thank you everyone. Hope you have an awesome, awesome day.